Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we introduce tonight's guest, um, I just want to give you a little reminder that Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And do you know what that means? It's the release date of our new novel, Ravencrest Exorcism. Uh, because nothing says love like giving your honey the gift of ghosts, demons, and kinky sex. Here's Tamara to tell you more about it. Yeah, in uh, Exorcism, the devil comes to Ravencrest. And so does the Jazz Age. In the 1920s, Henry Manning ruled Ravencrest with an iron fist. He held debauched parties that would have inspired Jay Batsby himself. From the Manning fortune to a beautiful wife, the silent film star known as the White Violet, Henry had it all, including a loyal cult that worshipped the demon, Fornius. Deal with the devil. Violet lost her life, putting a stop to the demented perversions that Henry and his demonic familiar visited upon Ravencrest. But now the evil has returned in the form of the soulless child. In the night, an innocent maid is seduced by a demon lover. A child is born, but it is not of this earth. Father Antonio de Vargas is summoned as ghostly parties light up the old schoolhouse, and phantom screams rip open the night. Meanwhile, the white violet wanders the halls of Ravencrest, warning the inhabitants of death and disaster to come. And the current master of Ravencrest, Eric Manning, is decidedly not himself. All right, and if you need to catch up on the ghoulish goings-on at Ravencrest Manor, you can also check out uh, the prequels, book one and two, The Ghosts of Ravencrest and The Witches of Ravencrest. All right, again, you're listening to Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live, where your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarathorne.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thorneandcross.wordpress.com. If you tweet, our handles are at CrossAllister and at TamarThorn. We also have a Haunted Nights Live page on Facebook, and if you're on Instagram, you can visit us at thorneandcross and on my own Instagram account at official underscore Alistair Cross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at authorsontheair.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, tonight we are super excited to have back with us the one and only uh, team, our favorite team, Preston and Child. Uh, let me tell you briefly a little bit about both of them. All right, Douglas Preston has published a number of solo novels, including Tyrannosaur Canyon, Blasphemy, and Impact. His recent novel with Lincoln Child, Old Bones, was a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. Uh, Lincoln Child is the author of multiple techno-thrillers and horror novels, including the Jeremy Logan series. Many of the collaborative novels have become uh, bestsellers, and their first novel together, Relic, was adapted into a film. All right, without further ado, uh, hello, you guys. How are you? Yeah. Hello. We're good. Thanks. Hi. Uh, I actually right. was so I'm, I was too upset by your Ravencraft description, and I'm too frightened to continue. So uh, you should have given me a trigger warning beforehand. Yeah, trigger uh, warnings. Where are your trigger warnings? 
Oh, oh, don't, we don't get do us trigger warnings. Triggers. You know what? You know what our trigger oh, warning no. is? We write horror. That's our trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll try and soldier on, um, despite right. being uh, traumatized. <laughs> well, Lincoln, Lincoln really, really disapproves of that kinky sex. He doesn't like that okay. at all. <laughs> okay. Well, there's not that much. We can let you know which chapters have it, but. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty kinky yeah. when it does happen. Yes. I have, I have uh, plenty of practice fending off Doug's advances, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alistair tries to seduce all our guests, so be warned. They do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so trigger you guys, uh, your latest oh. Pendergast novel is Crooked River, and Tamara and I both received advanced reader copies. Um, this is a fantastic book, and we were talking before the show how this is not going to be easy to discuss without giving any spoilers away, but we're going to do our best. Uh, this yeah. is um, so. First of all, um, we'll start with you, Doug. Uh, what if in, in in Crooked River? What is it that you feel is um, if if someone were to walk away from Crooked River, just you know, not this series, but just this book, with something uh, new, some new information, something, what what do you hope readers come away from this book with? Well, like, um, first of all, we we hope that they come away from the book horrified, revolted, and weak at the knees, and triggered, and, nice. and and. Um, <laughs> And deprived of sleep, sleep deprived, and in trouble at work. <laughs> no, but this is what our readers take away from the book. Um, but well, the the interesting, the way the book, well, where the idea came from was uh, years ago. Uh, I read uh, some stories in the newspaper. I can't remember where about feet washing up on the beaches of British Columbia. There were sneakers, and yeah. inside the sneakers were human feet. And no one has ever solved that mystery. Uh, it's still and it an still happens. mystery. Yeah. And yeah. it's still happening. And so I thought, oh, my God, that would make the most incredible opening scene in a horror novel or a thriller novel. So I called up Lincoln, and uh, th- this is you know, how our, our stories often begin. And I, I posed this problem to him. And Lincoln, I, I don't want to make any spoilers here, so I'm going to have to be a little bit mysterious, but Lincoln had recently read about a incredibly bizarre medical condition. And when I said yeah. to him, okay, the first chapter of these feet washing up on the beach, uh, let's say in Sanibel Island where there are a lot of you know, uh, shell collectors, you know, they go down there. Um, I said, <laughs> what's going to happen next? And Lincoln started talking about this medical condition, which I won't say any more about, and we realized, oh my God, this is going to make the most fantastic case for Aloysius Pendergast. So, so that's how the... Oh, works. yeah. Good. Well, that's where the idea yeah. came from anyway. So. Oh, nice. that, and, the and, second and I Lincoln, saw the thing about how, the feet. Oh, I know. And the I second I saw... The first, this is yeah. the first I'd even heard of it. This this is this is news to me, so I'm, oh. I'm I was totally fascinated. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of this somehow. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The feet so attracted Lincoln, me like you wouldn't believe. 
Yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. When I finally heard about it. All right, Lincoln. Um, what would you? What would you? What would your answer be if I asked you what you hope people come away from with this with with Crooked River? Um, are these people who hypothetically have read Pendergast before or not? <laughs> uh, or doesn't it matter? Either one. Either um, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, that makes it twice as hard, but uh, let's see. Um, I would hope that they would come away with, with the feeling that they have read a really interesting thriller uh, in a unique and beautiful location, marred by, of course, horrific events. Um with a lot of unsuspecting, unsuspected twists and turns uh, and uh, an ever-increasing level of threat and action that uh, ends, up expo- ends up exploding in a really uh, dangerous and uh, satisfactory conclusion, uh, all wrapped up in a nice, neat novel that uh, you could read without having read any previous Pendergast book. Nice. I agree. I didn't. I haven't read a Pendergast for a few years, and it was just simple to pick up. And I think Thank anybody you. who hasn't read Pendergast could get right into it. I, I, I looked up a couple things to remind myself about who the ward, his, his ward was, and things like that, which made it all the better. And now I'm digging out some books I haven't read before uh, that you guys wrote. <laughs> so it, it really like worked. To, I'd like. Thank you. There's one thing I'd like to add to that, and that is that um, uh, in in putting the book together, we we really wanted to have at least one more book with um, with Pendergast had a partner, um, as he did in the prior book, which our readers really liked. And um, in order to, to to make that work, we decided to set it in the same general location in Florida again, since after the last uh-huh. book ended up, and so that provided us with this beautiful location that I mentioned um, and let us sort of stretch ourselves out into a, into places that Pendergast doesn't know and the reader hasn't seen him in before and as, as Doug and I like to do, put him in places mm-hmm. where he's not that comfortable you know, outside his comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> right, he's right. Great. I, I just, I really came away I was telling Alistair I hope his partner Agent Cold Moon shows up in a Nora Kelly book Am I way far off since he's going to Colorado? Well, well that's you know, a good that's idea. a very yeah. I was just going to say that. You know, honestly, I didn't. That never occurred to me. But they're both FBI agents, and uh, and he's going to be in Colorado, and she's in Albuquerque. Uh, not a bad oh, idea. Yeah. Yeah, I Doug. Like I'm, 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 I'm I like glad him. we thought of that. Doug, aren't you glad we thought of that just now? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm so glad that we had that idea. Yeah, okay, I'm copywriting it right now. Um, thank you, thank you. And speaking of your speaking of your ideas, I was really struck, uh, Doug, when you said that you um, how how Crooked River kind of came about. You 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 read something about the 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 feet washing up on on you know the shore, and then you you contacted Lincoln, and he had just read something. About uh, you know uh, uh, you know something so that tied into it. it. Yeah, exactly. That tied into it. So yeah. that's really interesting to me because as um, as you know, Tamara and I uh, collaborate, and we find ourselves often in sync in strange ways, like uh, texting you know, all night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like we'll text and be like, oh, and it builds off of 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 each other, and it's really interesting. And so it sounds to me like you guys 
kind of have that same almost uh I don't know what to call it. It's it's a strange kind of connection where you're just on the same page frequently. And I would I dare say that you probably wouldn't have as many, you know, books out together if you weren't, but is that how it, it frequently works for you guys? Like one kind of gets an idea and then come to find out the other one's thinking something right along the same lines? Yeah, that is very much uh, how it works. I mean, the hardest question I think any writer is asked is where do you get your ideas? Because it's a very mysterious process. But Lincoln yeah. and I have the same curious, quirky, and maybe even a little bit twisted minds. And we think <laughs> the same way. Um, I mean, sometimes Lincoln horrifies me with his the way he thinks. And but <laughs> but the, you know so so we, we we really have this wonderful partnership uh where I'll throw out an idea that I have no idea where it's going to go or just something that interests me and he'll pick it up and and run with it and then I'll run with him his thoughts and then he'll, and pretty soon we've got these really interesting books that I I think like for example Crooked River I mean it's there's nothing no thriller out there like Crooked River. It just, at least that I've ever yeah. read. I mean, it's a very, very original, strange idea, but it's actually based on on reality. It's not something that we spun out of thin air. I mean, obviously fictionalized it a great deal, but, you know, it involves uh, real medical conditions, uh, feet washing up that actually happened, and a number of other things that are actually true historically that we sort of built upon. Love yeah, Doug, do will, that. Doug yeah. will pick up an idea and run with it, and I will pass it to me, and I'll run with it, and there we are running together, hand in hand through the glorious sunshine. It really works well. <laughs> Skipping through the daisies. Yeah, exactly. it's so great to have two brains brainstorming the same thing. It, it, you can't right. price as much good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's true. Well, one, thing, right, uh, uh, quite, one thing that I find, oh, if I could just, I'm sorry, add a footnote to what Doug said, is that often one of us will have an idea uh, that we um, we like a great deal, but we're not quite sure what to do with it. And the other person will, if not add an idea of their own, they'll certainly sculpt the original idea and sharpen it, yeah. you know, so that it's really it's it's better than than it was originally, you know, often um, yeah. by an order of magnitude. And so we really are, as we often say, so you know, uh, better than than some of our parts. Yeah. But, but we also right. yeah. We also spend, you know, not not to make this seem like skipping through the daisies. Uh, we do a lot of arguing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we disagree with each other and condemn and damn each other's literary taste on a <laughs> weekly basis. <laughs> and that's how we move yeah, forward. Yeah, it's true. We stop now and then from our skipping to go into and have a mud fight somewhere, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, but they are genteel fights. You know, we, we, we've we been partners so long that we know that it's we, – we respect each other and, and we try and hold in our, our ang- anger and the knowledge that we are actually the – one who's in the right, yeah. long enough to hear what the other one has to say. Well, yes, and you, <laughs> now, you should hear our fights. Uh, Lincoln will quote T.S. Eliot, and I'll throw back 
Machiavelli, and then he'll throw back John Donne, and that's how we fight. And then Link will quote Latin, and that'll really piss me off, so I'll quote Greek to back to him. Yeah, and then I'll, then I'll start, you know, I'll run out of quotes, and I'll start mocking the size of his private parts, you know, and it, it goes down into the gutter real fast. <laughs> you know what they need to do. You know how you know how there was that. You know for for a lot of years there was that. You know like VH1 behind the music. You know like the inside uh-huh. look at the rock stars and how hard it was to make their art and all the. They need to do that with books uh-huh. and you guys. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. You guys can be. Like you know, behind the book, Preston and Child, you know, cue the dramatic music. And <laughs> that, was, that was actually a great series, you know, but in our it case, it would, have to be on H- it would have to be on HBO so we could tell the story with all the, the true, you know, curse yeah. words that we use, the profanity that goes on. Right. So we can't. Uh, uh, right. Oh, it could be now, the before, dead word. Before we... Before we did the show, this is a little bit of a segue from uh, Crooked River, but uh, before we uh, got on today, uh, Tamara and I were looking at your website, and we, <laughs> we, we, you know, it, it's every writer's, you know, every writer kind of deals with their negative reviews in a different way. Uh, we we just don't really look at ours. Some people do that. Some people get mad, and they get on there and argue with their reviewers. Some people, you know, oh, it, it, but oh, yeah. what you guys have done... <laughs> <laughs> it's truly, truly unique and entertaining. And inspiring. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's inspiring. It is. I told Tamara, I said, if we ever <laughs> go through and read our bad reviews and decide to respond to them, this is how we're going to do it. So what you guys have done is you, you on your website, you you <laughs> respond. You, you post the, your favorite negative review, and then you post. And sometimes even Pendergast gets on there and responds. <laughs> This is brilliant. Yeah, so where, how did this come to be? <laughs> uh, let's start with you, Doug. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, uh, I think it was actually Link's idea. He called me up and oh, said, nice. did you read that, that goddamn son of a bitch review? That, you know? And then we, I go read it and I say, who is this jerk? You know, God, let's do, you know, I mean, you get so mad. And then I suddenly... Well, one of us, I think it was actually Link, who said, you know, why don't we turn this around and why don't we post these really bad reviews on our website with witty rejoinders? And it isn't just (laughs) us rejoining, but it's often Pendergast or one of our other characters making a very sarcastic or or ironic (laughs) comment about the review. Put the reviewer down. Let's review the reviewer. And so that's what we did. And we had a lot of fun. Yeah. This was literally uh, back around the year 2000 or earlier um, when I was running our website myself using front page. And back then we were desperate for more material. And so it occurred to me, let's use these, put these reviews to good use. You know, but we have to be careful because it's not fair for us to take a sophomoric, you know, moronic review and then just trash the person you have to get a review that's really you know somebody who thinks they're erudite or or just yeah. ludicrous in some way you know so it's like a fair fight basically right <laughs> <laughs> well we loved it we were we were laughing uh for quite some time <laughs> reading those <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a good idea my favorite is the guy who wrote in from wilkes bear and um 
And I said, I never trust somebody from a hyphenated town anyway. Uh, I'm looking at that right now. And Doug said, but I like my perfectly marbled flame mignon overdone. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> great. Was a, that was a classic. Yeah, that review. I mean, the bad review. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. I think what we do now, just just, just as, as, I, as I hint, what I do is um, I only read the five-star reviews, you know, and so I have a very mm-hmm. high opinion of our book um, because it does get tiresome after – year after year reading these one star reviews that are often similar and right. Yeah. I always get the impression that the one star reviewers haven't well, you can tell they haven't bought the book if it's on Amazon. Or they're just would be writers that or someone who hates you anyway. We had someone who was following us around and Amazon finally kicked them off. (laughs) Yeah. Or they get damaged books, you know, they get my book didn't arrive in time. Here's one star. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, we didn't do that. Right. No, right. There was, they there don't was, get it. Yeah. yeah. The package was torn. One star. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, yeah. I remember one instance where we had to refrain from putting up a review because what happened was we had a reviewer who wrote a really nasty review um, criticizing our English saying that we were poor writers and we didn't respect the English language and all this other stuff, which really hurt our feelings because we do, both of us were English majors and we do love our language and we do pride ourselves in writing, you know, in in the quality of our prose. So it turned out this guy was a writer. Um, And so we thought, well, let's, well, let's look at his work. He was a, so we went to his website where he posted a bunch of his, his writings and he was a terrible writer. He just had no command of <laughs> how it works. And it was very pretentious and flowery and baroque, you know, very oh. and so I said, Oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna have Pendergast comment on his English and, and we're gonna we're gonna clobber him. Um I mean this yeah. this is just so funny and wonderful. And <sighs> I put this whole thing together and Lincoln read it and he turned to me and he said, You know, Doug this is not good. You, we are, you are crushing a fly with a brick. You know, we can't do this to this guy. It's not fair. You know, we're famous writers. He's a struggling writer. This is actually cruel. And so we never yeah. get to that review. I think I used Alexander yeah. Pope's phrase, breaking a butterfly upon a wheel. Um, it yeah. just <laughs> Yeah, yeah we well, you want know, to do things like that. That's not professional. <laughs> we stop ourselves. <laughs> it's true. We we've we've multiple. And see, this is why this is why having a collaborator is so important. It's so good because <laughs> yeah. you can you get you you kind of get you can get wrapped up. And yeah, we've we've not necessarily with reviews or anything like that. But but you know more than once, whether it's a. Uh, it could be, you know, something online, something someone says on Facebook, and it's like, you know, we we talk each other down. It's like, you know what, you know what, yeah. we, we we're pros, we're pros, we have to be pros, we have to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sometimes we're perfect that's pros, right. but that's another story. Well, yeah. my 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 favorite uh, quote or comment about reviewers was the one by Brendan Bean, the Irish writer, uh, who said, mm-hmm. a reviewer is like a eunuch in a harem. He knows how it's done. He's seen it done every day. 
He just can't do it himself. <laughs> nice. Oh God, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not going to be in trouble for for quoting that. But anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> back the idea right. anybody would say you guys were poor with English just boggles the mind, too. Well, and I occasionally and your, look your up plot. words while I'm reading you. Exactly, and your and your plots, your plots, you know, and and you know, to go back to Crooked River Please. for example. Uh, we can't say yeah. a lot about it, but it 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 moves, and this is you know all your all of your books you know do this, and and Crooked River is a, is a great example of it. They move so quickly; it's like as soon as you read, you know, you you open that first page, it's like you you just kind of hook into it, and it just it you don't read it; it reads you, if that makes sense. That's how it feels reading. Yeah. Pretty much any of your work, and 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 yeah. you know this this is actually this actually applies to your solo works as well as your as your uh, collaborative works, um, and I'm curious, and we'll start with you, Lincoln. Um, what do you feel is the, uh, uh, the 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 pinnacle, the best Preston and Child work out there? Oh my God! Um, it's like asking me what my favorite, <laughs> which one of my children is my favorite. Um, I think there are a couple. I I, I hate to say this. Um, I'm really not dissembling here, but I'd say they're really a couple. I would say Cabinet, if I had to name only one, is Cabinet of Curiosities, because that's the one that sort of broke us out of our sophomore slump and reintroduced Pendergast and made him a serious character. And it's so complicated, and it introduces so many lines that we later on um, were able to uh, follow, you know, in, in future books that is sort of like, you know, the Ur-Tech. For everything that followed, but you know, other than that, I think that once I finish one, I think it's it's the best thing since sliced bread. You know, I think wow, Crooked River is so full of great scenes and and uh, and and great imperishable li- lines from Pendergast and scenes of him putting people down. That other mm-hmm. than other than cab- a cabinet, I always think it's the latest one that's the best. All right, um, that, makes uh, that makes sense. It does, yeah. yeah. And what about you, Doug? What would you say? Well, I I think that I also think uh, Still Life with Crows was really, really one of our best books, mm-hmm. and I still think it would make a wonderful movie. But we've never been able to interest a, a film uh, uh, a uh, studio uh, in it. But I, I think it's just really, it's it's a very unusual book in that it's the first time Pendergast. Goes leaves New York. He goes off into the, into the, you know, investigate a murder in this small town in western Kansas, and it's truly, I think, one of the scariest books we've written. And we hear from our readers, too, that that and Cabinet are the two scariest books we've written. Nice. I need to read that yeah, one. The scary about still life with crows, where you know we sit in amidst these cornfields because corn in the late autumn is so high and it's rustling in the wind and you get lost in the cornfields and you know it was a great setting in Kansas the, the, the fields stretch on forever and uh, we got all these reviews saying yeah this is great you know this is a, a, we love the fact that this is a new setting and then somebody said to us in a, in a review uh, they don't grow corn in Kansas they grow wheat um, but you know it's, this just offers you know a license um, uh, <laughs> right. I spent 
Yeah, I spent more years than I'd like to think of in Minnesota where they do grow corn. And uh, I just learned from reading Stephen King's Children of the Corn that, you know, you can't get any scarier than a cornfield, a full-grown cornfield oh, late at night. When it's blurring. Right, exactly. Oh, the sound. All right, we, we I, are I have to ask to a question. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, one yeah, one ahead, second. Yeah. I, I have to ask this. I saw Knives Out the other day. And I have to say, I thought Daniel Craig was was uh, channeling a little Pendergast. Have you seen it? And what do you think? I I have seen it, and I had the same thought in the beginning. Anyway, he he did yeah. seem to, to be you know he's very elegant and erudite and and he's you know kind of a silent presence yeah. in the background, and he's he has this amazing psychological insight into human beings and. So he did. He did seem to be. Uh, he had some of the wonderful qualities that Pendergast has. I, that's a great movie. I highly recommend it. It's extremely clever. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah but I, yeah. I think he was inspired by Pendergast. I really do. The accent, even. It, that's yeah, right. I, yeah. I and know. Also, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was um, I have I have one to... more question for each of you that that um, I'm dying to know, uh, and uh, we'll start with you, Lincoln. And this is uh, what, and this is just personality-wise. What do, do you do you see of yourself in in Pendergast? In what ways are you and Aloysius <laughs> Pendergast alike? <laughs> uh, what what ways we're really alike, or what way do I want to be like you? In what ways we what are ways actually you really alike? alike? <laughs> oh dear. Um, we both we we um we both uh if left to our own devices and are not uh intrigued by something that truly fascinates us, we both tend to live sedentary uh and quiet existences surrounded by books and um and uh solo delights that keep us entertained. All right. And uh, Doug, what about you? How are you and Aloysius Pendergast alike? Well, I think that uh, some of a lot of Pendergast interests coincide with my interests um, in terms of uh, psychology and uh, uh, you know why fine wine, good food, uh, uh, you know an interest in in the elegant things in life. Um, but unfortunately, I don't quite have the the ability to indulge myself the way he does. I mean, for example, my my roles was just re, re, repoed. I mean, I just couldn't keep up with the payment. <laughs> I didn't know I was. Poor fella. <laughs> what well, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Times are hard. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the wine cellar. You know, um, he doesn't have all the Bhutan Ross Shield. You know, he. But he has a great set of Gallo and Mondavi wines that he doesn't love to show you. <laughs> in boxes. I age them in those yeah. cardboard boxes, yeah. you know. Oh. Yeah, he has, a, he has a vertical of cardboard boxes. <laughs> oh, right, you have well, a 73 guys, farm. Yeah. Exactly. You guys are a blast as always. We love having you. Um, uh, could you let's start with you, Lincoln? Uh, tell the readers um, where, or sorry, the listeners—they're not reading this; they're listening. Could you tell the listeners where they can learn more <laughs> about you and what you do? 
Uh, the best way to learn more about me really is um, from uh, our website and from Facebook. Doug is a lot better at posting on Facebook than I am, a lot better. But he, he does mention, you know, me kindly uh, now and then. And um, otherwise, <laughs> you know, um, I, I both of us are just so busy writing these books that um, – You'll find me in front of. I'm not in front of the pool. I'm in front of the uh, the word processor, um, All right. working on, on on the next uh, next novel. All right, and Doug, where would you like our listeners to find you at? Well, I've I've recently gotten very uh, into into um, Instagram. I'm sort of an I know amateur. I see you there. Yay! Yeah, I'm. You know, so I post. I'm, I think Instagram is a lot more fun than Facebook. So I do a lot of posting on Instagram. And if you're interested in my life, my books, our books, what we do, Instagram, I think, is, is, is the place to go. And if you, you can find me at Douglas Preston 6. So, and, and I'd love right. to, if you want to follow me, um, be mo- more than happy. All right. Okay. Yeah, he's got uh, great when... pictures there of his, his dog and his house and his fence and his <laughs> Yard and his car and his roof and it's fascinating. <laughs> Honestly, it is. He's a great photographer, and I'm very envious of that. Oh, I'm yeah. already following. Oh, no, yeah, you. and I and I, yeah. I agree. I we I'm 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 relatively new to Instagram, and I I did see you on there, Doug, and I'm glad that you're on there. And I agree, it it is a lot yeah. more fun. It's a lot less demanding as well, yeah. which is nice. All right, um, you guys are. Absolute delights. Um, together or apart, mm-hmm. anytime. You guys are welcome <laughs> anytime. And uh, yeah. you know what? Uh, Crooked River is a fantastic read. We highly recommend it. Um, this whole series is great. So uh, congratulations on February another 4th. new release. Yeah. Yep, yep, February 4th. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for being on. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, until next week, this is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live, wishing you haunted nights and sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. Hey.